I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. No! You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host this week, Ryan Murphy. Bob, um, insert nickname here, is not here today. He is off in Adventureland. I don't know what he's doing. He's adventuring. But I am joined by the returning busy zombie lord, Lou Page. He he has moved. He's in his new place. He's fortified it. He's set up little spikes with plastic bags above them. Um... We're not actually going to talk about that this week, but he is here. He's going to talk about his new defensible uh, abode. Lou, welcome back. Uh, it's good to be back. Mm. Uh, I apologize that I have not been around, but it's kind of hard to do a show when you don't have a computer hooked up and you don't have internet. <laughs> Very hard to do an internet <laughs> computer-based uh, show, yeah. Now, um, I remember last time we recorded, uh, Bob and I were, were, were thinking the first time you're back on the show, um, and we might just tease this for next week when we're all here, but we were joking around about, have you decided how you're going to fortify this new place? Um, oh, I already have doors I want to replace. Okay, perfect. Now, now, is that for zombie preparing purposes or just general hoodlums? I'm curious. Uh, zombies. Okay. I live in a neighborhood where there's no hoodlums. But let's say fact, a hoodlum was were, to if, roll in fact, into if town. They, if, in fact, if there were hoodlums in my neighborhood, it would be weird. I literally live out in the middle of nowhere now. Oh, but what if a hoodlum got lost? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Okay, well, it's not going to happen. But So you're out in the boonies, um, the perfect spot, some would say, to stash some things. Do you have like a cellar that you can put? I do. Like, I have know. a cellar. I have a shed. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm, unfortunately, there's not a lot of room in the shed. Uh, I had to fill it with firewood. <laughs> Is the shed close by? Yes. So if you had to, say, run to it under distress, you'd be fine? Yeah. Okay. As long as I had the key. Okay. Okay, good. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll come back to that next week because I know Bob and I were preparing a little back and forth for that. So I'll let you ruminate on it and we'll talk about that next week. Uh so I'm I'm curious though. I really am curious. I want to hear about how you're going to defense defensible it because I know we talked about your apartment last time and that your biggest concern and I think you said you turned away an apartment because it had a big open pane window and it's like not not going to be able to defend that. It's not going to happen. Uh or I could be making this all up. No. And- uh I have I I did turn away an apartment cuz I was like ah I don't like this layout. It feels very secure. And, it, and and I joked that it was about zombies, but it was more along the lines of it was in a really bad neighborhood. And yeah. my only thought was, yeah, if someone really wanted to break into my house, they could literally break this window and walk right into my house, and nobody would see it. Yeah. Nobody would report it. So this is not a house. This is not a place I want to be living. See, and some people, some people would probably look at this show and think, man, these guys are obsessed with zombies. They need to get their heads out of the clouds. But sometimes when you think about stuff like that, it applies to real-world issues like hoodlums. So, Well, 
Well, I don't know if I've ever explained it, but, you know, uh, before I bought the house that I'm in now Mm -hmm. and before I was living with my roommate in his house, uh, I lived in some really bad neighborhoods. Like, drug dealers getting arrested in the apartment next to me and uh, having to call for domestic violence disputes, uh, like uh, uh, people getting arrested with shotguns on the bridge down the street like wow like i lived in a neighborhood where you go oh when you tell people where you live they go oh (laughs) you go yeah yeah i know but the rent's really cheap and they're like sure it is but didn't they bust a meth lab down the street from you yeah yeah they did but my rent's really cheap You know, uh, you know. Now that we're talking about it, uh, there's only one example where I've had interactions with hoodlums, and uh, it taught me something very valuable that could then be used in the zombie apocalypse. Which was, it was, we didn't live in a bad part of the neighborhood, but it was certainly like student resident type. You know, cheap rent. We rented a whole house for like under a grand, um, and me and my roommates, and and we had a freezer out in the front porch. It was an enclosed front porch but we never locked the front swinging door because it was it was literally just um one of those little hook things you put down so it didn't feel like it needed to be secure no one was gonna right. open it but then one night i hear someone rummaging around in the freezer you know scavengers perhaps and i went outside and i thought like why are my roommates digging for stuff in the freezer at two in the morning i was playing video games i told everybody i was studying i was really playing video games and then i go out there and there's these two homeless people you know, scavenging for food in my freezer. I'm like, what the hell? And they scattered, you know. Uh, and oh, I, yeah. They, they they probably didn't even let you get a word in advice. They probably heard you open the door and bolted. Oh, I didn't even open the door. I just turned the light on. And they probably saw me in the little window uh, looking to see who the hell it was. And, and I, you know, long story short, I ended up calling the cops because um, that's what you do when you lived in the middle of nowhere and you had, you've had no interactions with hoodlums and uh or zombies for that matter and uh the cops come and they're like okay what's the value of what was taken i was like i don't know it was a bunch of taquitos from costco maybe like 20 bucks stop these people you know and uh, it actually turned out that the the homeless people had hit the whole street um hitting a bunch of people who had left their doors their front porches unlocked one person i think lost like 20 bucks in a in a bug out bag um for uh their wife was pregnant due days so it was it was one of those experiences that you know lock your front door you know zombies you know barricade the front door that's what i learned long story short we're going to talk more about that next week but right now we're going to cover probably the biggest news in the zombie genre to hit this week that is the confirmation of the character crossing over from the walking dead to fear the walking dead so if you watch talking dead from last week's episode of The Walking Dead, you learned that Morgan was going to be crossing over to Fear the Walking Dead. Now, Lou, um, we don't have Bob here. Bob's our comic guru person. Um, he basically just read more than we did. So maybe he's not a guru. He just has more time. Anyways, he might have some things to say specifically. But as two folks who don't know the future of the series through the comics... How do you feel about Morgan? How do you feel about the logistics of it, for one point? I have things to say on that, but I've been talking enough. I want to know what you um, think. I feel like uh, they're trying to intentionally throw us a curveball. 
Sure. Because a few weeks ago, literally like right before I took my little hiatus here, we had talked about how it looked like it was going to be um, uh, Abraham. What's his name? Abraham. And literally the actor for Abraham was literally tweeting like photos of him like at the set or doing stuff. And literally the internet was going crazy being like, it's going to be Abraham. It's going to be Abraham. There was even producers that hinted that it was going to be Abraham. And then literally like last week, uh, showrunner came out and goes, oh, no, 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 Abraham's got nothing to do with the crossover. And you're like, wait a minute. No, no, no. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that you let them make all those tweets, make all those leaks, and you had no intention of him being? It feels like a total misdirect. I think it feels almost like they were going to make it be Abraham, and then when they saw all the hype around it, they went, oh, no, no, we got to throw them a curveball because now Hmm. they know what to expect. So, no, no, it's not going to be Abraham. Let's make it be who are we going to kill off this season? Oh, Morgan. Let's make it be Morgan. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned killing off Morgan. Like, Morgan right now is on a bit of a war path, a death well, path, per se. My, and- my, my thought is that Morgan is definitely a character that's seen change. Um, he, He's gone the opposite direction. He went from not wanting to kill to wanting to kill all of the um saviors and it's an interesting character dilemma and flaw and we see him making some choices that maybe seem out of character and i think he's gonna be our big death this season um and i think that one of the reasons he's gonna be their big the big death this season is because that's why they're moving him to fear the walking dead they're gonna kill off his character and give him another couple of episodes on fear the walking dead But I also don't think he's going to stick out for the whole season in Fear the Walking Dead. I think we get two, maybe three episodes with him, and then his character leaves. Well, logistically, him... So here's the thing. I don't really understand the Morgan timeline in the show. But but here's how I remember it. First episode, he's with Rick. Rick and them part ways, and it's like, hey, radio me if you want to come or something. And, And he doesn't show up again until Rick's scavenging in i want to say season three like it's governor era right or am i wrong no he shows doesn't show up until we're already in alexandria no there's a there's a moment where they're now again I'm. oh yeah no they have a run-in with him on a supply run and they find him holed up in a and he's crazy because he lost his son crazy and so rick literally is like we can't help him we need to get these supplies back and they leave him yeah so he pops up again so again placing him in the location of where rick is and then there's uh some gap in time and then he shows up at alexandria but he's following um rick from the prison to terminus to the church all the way to washington dc when he gets to alexandria at the very end of that season where he where he kills uh, the, the, the 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 dude with the samurai sword and then he's he's there for good and, and we get a couple backstories where he's um, training with uh, uh, Drew Carey's brother from the Drew Carey show. And and that's about it. And I don't know if they established where that training was, but to me it seems like it'd be tough for him to go from Georgia to Texas, then back to Georgia, or 
to Washington. No, no, I think what we're supposed to assume now okay. is that he started his journey in Texas. So when we see him in Texas, it's going to still be... The, the, the Fear the Walking Dead timeline makes a whole lot of no sense. But from what I understand, the Fear the Walking Dead, or Fear the Wa- Fear the Walking Dead is is so season four is post Rick waking up. That's my understanding of the timeline. I no, could, it's it not. It can't be. Oh, why not? Um, because they thought Rick was dead for months. I, I've. It's my thought that literally fear the walking dead is still in like three to four months after the apocalypse hmm i don't know honestly i I really so so you're suggesting that morgan is gonna pop up and say he's gonna show up for a couple episodes they're gonna have a chat with him he's gonna help madison or somebody and rescue rescue them or have something to do with them we're probably going to even see his kid again. What about his wife? We might even get to see his wife before she died. Mm-hmm. And they're going to end up meeting at like the barter town or something. And maybe next and next thing you know, he's going to end up involved with Madison for an episode or two, and then be like, "Yeah, listen, the heat here is too crazy. I'm going west. <laughs> I'm going to Georgia." Right, I thought. I hope that's the exact line he. And and here's the thing. Right now, do we feel like Morgan is a likable enough character to want him to cross over for more I Morgan? Think, I think he would be. Um, if this made more sense, this feels forced to me. Perfect description. It's how I felt too when they announced it, and honestly, probably how Lenny James felt if you watched Talking Dead. The, the, him talking to people he just seemed some of his one-liner answers just seemed to scream just kill my character if you want to kill it but don't make me go to a different show and you know, it, 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 the vibe i get from it is yeah uh so they're gonna kill me off this season so i'm gonna go to the other show for a couple episodes so i can at least get another paycheck yeah i, I don't know i'm 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 interested, obviously, to see what they do with it. A lot I just of people feel like I just feel like of all the characters on this show, for him to be the one that we get a crossover with is the weakest link. Sure. Like he is the least interesting character for them to bring over. Right. I mean, he's had his moments, and I love he's, I love the Morgan character. Seen, but... We've already seen his character development. So for us to go back to the beginning, right? Yeah. With him, it's we're not going to see character development anymore. No, and I think that's where the Abraham crew sounded interesting because it was a character that's been gone, and it's a character that we miss. And when we meet Abraham. He already has an interesting backstory with Eugene. And Texas. Right. And I think that's where the big crux is. It just made so much sense to throw him in there because it checked so many boxes, even from a ratings standpoint. And right. Morgan moving over seems, like you said, forced. And 
I wonder how it's going to work. I mean, checking into the I subreddit for The Walking I, Dead. I might be I might be wrong, but I even think that there's an episode mm-hmm. uh with Eugene and uh and Abraham and they make reference to some adventure they had in Texas and how they had to he, how hard it was to get Eugene out of Texas without getting him shot. And I thought this would be an awesome crossover, especially if they surprise us with Eugene mm-hmm. in Texas. I, I like that actor, the guy who plays Eugene. He does it very well. And the, the thing I was going to say is that in the subreddit for The Walking Dead, people are like losing their minds thinking that this might, you know, pose Morgan not dying, but just literally moving from... Because if the time... If the timeline doesn't make sense or connect, that's everyone's disconnect is like, how do you move a character out of Georgia back to Texas? And I I like your theory. If if the timelines line up to kind of have him be there, then go back to Georgia. But it seemed like he was pretty like holed up in his house in a way that made it seem like he was he's been there for a while. And I I don't know. I'd have to go back. Oh, in Georgia? Yeah. In Georgia? No. The idea is supposed to be he's in rick's house i thought i can't remember it's been so long but it's been so long but he's in a house in rick's neighborhood or something like that and uh when rick meets him it's like rick is in the neighborhood where he used to live kind of thing and when he meets morgan morgan's the one that tells him kind of what's actually going on in the world Mm -hmm. and he gets morgan to help him because morgan needs guns to help keep his son alive and the plan was the son wasn't well enough to move on because uh morgan's wife is a zombie wandering around and they have to take care of her before they move on and he's not ready to do that yet yeah so what i'm what i'm getting is is there's a lot of there's some weird timey-wimey stuff in there and if you can't figure it out like you suggested then it then it becomes tougher to fit that character well, in and some people are even one... suggesting that he uses the helicopter that uh that you see fly over um might have been an episode uh past what you've watched but anyway there's a helicopter spoilers and it just flies over and some people are suggesting hey morgan just says peace i'm out gets in the helicopter and flies to texas and that's his stint on fear it the walking can't be dead. it can't be because fear the walking dead is not caught up with the current timeline and that's what they're suggesting that there's a time jump but again it's just it's people on the internet being crazy trying to figure out what the hell amc's thinking by moving a character that no, requires I, so much effort to move i'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie hmm. i i'm we're gonna talk about episode four tonight right and i'm watched up to episode four and I'm going to say I'm really enjoying Walking Dead again. But I don't see how they can do this show much more, much longer. Like, this show needs to take a drastic change after we handle Negan. Um, there needs to be a bunch of changes. And I don't think that they're going to do that. I think AMC is about to drive this show right into the ground. My understanding is that, depending on what your definition of change is, my understanding is that they do give us some fresh stuff after Negan. I have not heard anything about that. I mean, from the comic book standpoint. 
in the comic, I don't think the show can do that. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. I, I think, I you're, think, you're, I think this, the show I, is getting long in the tooth, for sure. I think the show is about to hit its wall. Well, we'll see how uh, how it deals with Negan. I, I think maybe you, you might be on to something, but um, we'll see. Uh, so that's the crossover news. I, I think we're all just curious to see how they do it. Uh, we'll see. They say it'll be... Um, It'll be the next season of Fear the Walking Dead. So, like they said, 2018, and we'll, and I think we'll get some hints on how that works. And uh, I mean, you're basically locking in that Morgan's gonna die in, in the Walking Dead at some point in the near future. Possibly the mid-season finale is what you're thinking, right? Uh, I'm thinking mid-season finale, or even season finale, because I guarantee they're filmed up to the season finale now. Oh yeah, they've wrapped shooting, and he did comment that he was on set right to the wrap. So maybe you're right. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm guessing he's the one that dies at the end. Yeah, I don't know anything about the comics, so I wouldn't be able to, to well, help anyone Well, at this with point, that. the show has changed enough from the comics. We can't go by the comics anymore. Yeah, I think you're right. There's been some, some pretty big shifts, and, you know, like, they kind of follow the bare bones of it, but um, they've proven they're not afraid to step aside from uh, normal comic book fodder but anyways let's get out of the walking dead and talk more walking dead with the walking dead episode four now lou you uh were present for episode one what i want you to do is just like let's talk a bit about episodes previous to four but i find like the first four episodes work in a pretty solid arc of the initial attack on the saviors uh episode four kind of ends with their initial attack concluding episodes five six that, that we're not going to talk about kind of deal with the aftermath of that and and how people are dealing with it and and continuing to attack on the saviors but that four episodes arc is what they've been talking about from a non-stop action standpoint how do you feel about this arc in season eight um i like this arc i will go to say that I liked the first episode um, of this season. Um, I loved how they started out with... It, uh, well, we've covered this before, so I'm, I'm, pardon me if rehashing. I love how they jumped right in, guns blazing, and started it up. Um, I did not like episode two, though. I thought episode two was kind of slow, uh, and they didn't line up enough detail. Um, and, uh, I feel like in episode three, they got back into what was making this new episode, this new season interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezekiel is leading a group and there's, they're attacking an outpost and Negan's men seem to be losing, which is something we haven't seen our heroes do yet is win. And so it's nice to see them start a season. And obviously they can't do it the whole season. You know, there's going to have to be losses on both sides, which I think our current episode that we're going to talk about, Mm -hmm. Some Guy, I think that covers the the, the part of the losing aspect of this fight. Yeah, there are some losses that hit pretty hard. Um, But in terms of this four-episode arc, the... Um, it, it seems like a checkbox in the win column. Uh, now, now you weren't here for this. You weren't here for this. It, it was the end of 
episode one or the end of episode two, the appearance of Morales, right? Um, was that episode one or was that episode two? I can't remember. Uh, explain who Morales is. So he's so he's the guy who shows up at the end of the episode after Rick like kills the dude protecting the baby. Um, that's uh, that's the end of episode. Uh, must be two. Be- uh, that's the end of episode three. I believe that some guy starts out with that. Uh, yeah. What? Well, it, it's in that stretch. You're probably right. So, anyways, he shows up, and he's like, "I'm Morales. Oh, no, it's, I'm it's, from that's Atlanta." Epi- that's that's episode three. You're right. You're right. That's okay. episode three. So, what did you think about them bringing back a character that appeared in season one and then promptly killing him off in the next episode as if it... I thought that was awesome. <laughs> okay. I thought... I thought I figured you would because, honestly, it felt... It, it felt similar to... When the to... character showed up, I went, wait, he's familiar. Uh, where do I know? And, I, and then, then, then it was revealed with who he was. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was with them for a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I thought it was interesting the fact that even though he had history with Rick, he was like, no, I'm Negan. And at that point, Rick was hesitating to kill him. And I was like, no, you need to shoot him in the face. Just take the gun away from him and shoot him in the face. And then lo and behold, Daryl shows up and saves the day. And Rick looks disappointed. And Daryl's like, yeah, I know. I know who he was. He's a bad guy now. And you're like, yeah, yeah, he was. Like, they're starting to get back into the moral gray area. And I think the saviors, there's no more gray area with them anymore. Mm-hmm. They do awful things and they're awful people. Um, and uh, I know Jesus is trying to bring back a bunch of them as prisoners. Um, and I don't think that that's going to go the way they think it is. I think they're going to have to kill a, a bunch of those savior prisoners. Yeah, and they, um, th- it's a big struggle because across the board with all the people involved with Alexandria and the kingdom and the hilltop attacking this, the, the sanctuary and the saviors, there's different mindsets towards how they're treating these saviors. Some people outright just want to kill them all. Others are having doubt. Jesus is straight up just playing the Jesus card and being like, we have to, and and I kind of, I agree with him, you know, and that like, you have to be better than your enemy. It's like looking at real world examples. Like if we, in World War II, if we treated everybody like, like, uh, you know, the enemies did, then we wouldn't have a world worth saving, right? You have right. to be and, the better and, person. And, and I agree with that to an extent, but in all honesty, when they all surrendered and that other guy was just being a jerk and trying to egg morgan into fighting him right or starting something with him at that point i'd have been like cut the ropes see those zombies coming thank you for slowing them down for us well he's he like and that's different like he's not cooperating and in my mind right. it's like if you're not going to cooperate and you're not going to listen then you're not worth saving and you're basically right. volunteering for yeah. execution or or whatever like and I, I i in this world of eat or be eaten um it's not it wouldn't be a terrible thing to kind of be and rick's done far worse things in the montage uh in episode one i feel like the thing they're starting to do with the show and i'm 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 both excited 
and not so excited to see where it goes is the show's been in a dark place for a couple of seasons now. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they're trying to swing it back the other way. But instead of going in the like slowly go get out of the gray area and go back to the back to being the good guys, they've gone full swing the opposite direction. Almost too much. Like they went, yeah, yeah, we need to make our heroes heroes again because people that are watching the show are talking about how awful our heroes are mm-hmm. because they're just as bad as the people they're fighting. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do away with all the moral gray and our people are going to be take the high ground on everything and then it's going to blow up in their face and then we get to justify them being bad guys again. That's how I feel the show is going. Well, they're not – I mean like they're not, they're not swinging – like there are a couple people who see red – and Daryl is one of them. Um, Morgan is definitely one of them. And there are a lot of people that, that see, you know, th- you have a lot of people seeing red, you have a lot of people seeing white, and then you have the, that gray area where Rick is kind of hovering between the two. But you can s- slowly see Rick kind of realizing that he's created these mon- these monsters in his group, and he has to kind of like calm them somehow and to the point where he gets in a fist fight with with daryl now does that i'm i might be mixing episodes here so forgive me if i skip ahead but um i think it was this this episode episode four where where they get in a no 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 never mind no that's Um, the next episode anyways it, it builds upon that what happens in this episode um and and kind of moves forward by the way we're talking about up to episode four like i discussed so I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. I'm watching it live on Sundays, which is something I never did with Fear the Walking Dead. And this episode kind of ends the arc of attacks and kind of shows the first major loss, which is the entire decimation of the Kingdom Army by this 50 caliber assault. Well, it's not the whole army, but it's a lot of guys. It's like all but but four and then one gets well, killed right after again again that's one of my gripes with this show sure is that they re- i guarantee next episode we're gonna see like 20 soldiers in the kingdom this show never does a very good job of explaining to us how many people are living in each town i mean for the sake of the fact that some of these episodes are already out, I can tell you that they pretty much state the kingdom is out. Like, they are knocked on their asses. Uh, they they sent their men into battle, and, and all they have left is the king, Jerry, and I guess you can count Carol, because she wears the, the pads as well. And maybe Morgan. So there's, like, there's four able-bodied fighters, and even yeah, at the end of this, Ezekiel is is walking with a cane so you know um in in episodes prior past this they do kind of reference the fact that the kingdom is is out but um you're you're right they might have more people pop up but but there is some stuff that happens further on in the next two episodes that kind of addresses your concern but um i thought i thought this episode was kind of uh, you know one of the stronger of the four because it 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 wasn't the whole like hoorah we're the best you know it it had some loss and it had some victories as well you know and and a pretty and 
a pretty epic ch- uh, car chase. I know a lot of people were kind of poo-pooing it, but I thought it was it was really cool. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I, that was, I thought that was one of the highlights of the episode. Um, so the episode begins with Ezekiel in the aftermath, climbing out from underneath the bodies and realizing he needs to get away and working towards that goal, except he's injured. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, he he basically ends up captured, and we watch the whole episode with this guy who's captured him, basically being a jerk. And you're like, oh, I'm waiting for the moment where this guy's gonna die. Oh, it's and the Jim they, Carrey guy. Yeah, yeah, and they literally get you up to the point where he's like, oh, screw it, I can't save Ezekiel. I'll just bring back his head. And then, bam, Jerry shows up and saves the day. Cuts him in half. Finally yeah. gets to use the axe. Goes and well. I thought that that was awesome. And in the meantime, we've got Carol, who, instead of going after Ezekiel, because I think she thinks everybody's dead, she's going to do everything in her power to get that fifty caliber machine gun. Yeah, out of the Savior's hands. So she, she goes on a solo mission and, and, and kind of does a pretty bang-up job um, for, for you know, solo Carol. Went pretty well uh, right up until the end where she kind of got cornered. Um, but she, ever so smart, just kind of like always finds a way until the very end when she has to make a choice. You know, so there's a gun. I, I, think, I think her character has done the biggest arc of all the characters in the in the shows thus far and remember what was it three seasons ago we talked about how they were going to have to kill her off because her character was not redeemable anymore no she was going too crazy right like yeah she, she was like she making was, cookies and pretending to be sweet little right, grandma and we, were, we were talking about how she was going to be dead uh i think we keep carol i don't think carol's going anywhere and uh i think uh I think this show is using Carol exactly the way they need to. Yeah, she she reminds me of what Daryl used to be before he was crazy bloodthirsty for saviors. You know, like she she has a she has a moral backbone. It's not all about getting the kill. It's about protecting her people. You know, and I think she's cut. You're right. She's come a long way, and she's she's had a really good arc. And I would hate to see her go because she's one of the more interesting characters yeah interesting characters and you know now that she's not playing detective you know baked cookies she's she's a little more open about her badassery um and her relationship with ezekiel honestly is is really cool and i'm looking forward to you catching up on the episodes because there is some return to the kingdom type stuff and i feel like i'm just gonna throw it out there i feel like it would surprise you in what they do between those two characters in 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 sort of what they the conversations that happen between the two in the aftermath of what happens in this episode i i would honestly think i mean now that i'm probably calling you out to to predict it you probably would predict it correctly but i i feel like you'd be surprised by what actually uh transpires but no, i'm not even gonna try and predict yeah. uh, at this point uh, it, 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 it's not worth my effort right now i don't think <laughs> Okay. Uh, since the episodes are already out, even if I made a prediction, someone would be like, "Oh yeah, he probably saw a trailer or a clip." Or oh, something. I suppose you're right. It is already out, oh, but, but yeah, this crazy but, guy who's who's captured Ezekiel before he dies, like 
it he feels so randomly dropped into the into the episode like yes you know, he he seems so weak like how is he the one that captures well i the think king? that that i think that that was kind of the point i suppose um it was it was an interesting mechanic where he's like dragging him along and having a conversation about how ooh you know if i bring back you if i bring you to negan i'll be negan but super negan it's like okay buddy you're not getting away with this like something's no. gonna happen you're waiting way too long and um the fact that carol goes on a solo killing spree and then makes it to the point where she's got like she's got a she's got the um she's got them pinned down but she has to make a choice between helping ezekiel and jerry or actually stopping the gun she chooses to help ezekiel out and i thought that was a safe move but luckily i don't know how whether she like radioed uh i think she radioed daryl did she not no daryl just saw the they just saw them right no if you forget in the last episode daryl and um uh rick have that prisoner that guy that's just the one guy taking random shots at them and they literally get him to stop and rick gives him his word that they're not going to kill him if he puts his gun down and as soon as he puts his gun down rick goes Where's the 50 cal machine gun? And he goes, it's at such and such a location. And then Daryl shoots the guy. And literally, at that point, the two of them are on their way to get the 50 cal before it kills Ezekiel's right. man. So, so they knew they knew the they gun knew was there. There, mm-hmm. and they were on their way to get it anyway. So when Carol sees them and she goes, Ezekiel's like, we need to get that gun. Or Jerry says like something about needing to get that gun, and Carol goes, "No, there's already people on the way." And that's when you see Rick and Daryl drive by, and it's like, and I thought that that was such an awesome action movie scene that this show does hasn't had in a while. Yeah, and that like I said, like you were saying, that car chase um, again, like it's something we haven't really seen in this show. They don't do a lot of like action pieces, especially car chases. I mean, not a lot of cars to go around and gas for, uh, you know, as another example. So the fact that they're driving driving these vehicles around and, and having a gunfight and there's like the vehicle takedown where he jumps into the vehicle. It felt a little stalled there. Like once he was like jumping into the other vehicle to kind of try and stab him, it, it felt like he should have shot at him. But otherwise, other than that, it felt like a really solid action piece. And and that was that's very satisfying to the end of knowing like they 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 beat the day they won they took down the gun it's what they needed and yeah honestly just a, a really solid uh, car chase I I thought the action held up for for a, a TV show that doesn't normally do that sort of stuff yeah um, overall I think that this was one of the better episodes especially where it the it has its high moments and then it has its low moments because. Shiva shows up at the last minute to save Ezekiel and Carol and Jerry and dies. Mm-hmm. To which my thought was, yeah, they had to get rid of the CG tiger eventually. It was costing too much money. Which they, you know, when they promised that when they would do Shiva, she would live up to her name and she would look great. And she did. She looked fantastic. She had some pretty, I mean, they recycled the whole, like, I'm going to maul your head to kill you. Uh, shot. I think they recycled that a few times. Um, yeah. 
last season and this season. But I'm fine with that because, you know, CG is expensive. So right. the fact that they took her out, yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, but they took her out in a way that made sense towards the relationship between her and Ezekiel. Um, because Ezekiel wasn't going to leave. Like, he was going to sacrifice himself because he didn't... He had had the whole you know breaking down conversation from the other jim carrey guy saying like hey you're you're just some guy you know you're not a king you just told people you were and it really gets in his head and then at the end of this he sees he's broken he's a broken guy like he even tells jerry like i'm not your king i'm just some guy and i think that that's an interesting arc for his character um i definitely think that that was something we needed to see because like I said, like like they've said, everybody's called him the king. He tells Carol at one point that he didn't want to be king, but they kind of what they all started calling him. Mm-hmm. And so he decided to live up to what they were calling him. And yeah. I think that that's awesome. And I it, it it's cool to see him not not cool, but it's it, it, it's an interesting character arc to see him broken now. I'm really curious as to see where we're going to go with him. And I want to see him climb back out of the hole he's in and be stronger than ever. I mean, they really, like, they punched him up for three episodes and they were having a good time. And then... They kicked him. They kicked him hard. Like, they they machine gunned his entire crew. Uh, They had to have, like, meat shields so he could survive. Then then he's dragged along by this Jim Carrey uh, fire marshal guy. And then... uh, and and then his tiger dies. Like honestly, like a roller coaster of just it's a, shit. We had three awesome episodes with him being a hero to him being like the lone survivor that comes back and is broken. Yeah, and I feel uh, I'm I agree with you. I'm looking forward to seeing his arc and, and having already watched the next two episodes, there's already some some interesting groundwork laid there between that involves those three surviving characters from the kingdom attack. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by what they, what they do with it. Cause they, they lean into what you're excited about. So yeah. So next week we'll probably be covering three episodes. We're all caught up all, uh, all of us. And I know Bob had predicted Shiva dying. And I think his main reason was it's time to, you know, well, kick not that only CGI that, but I, I do know that it is that that is how kind of how Shiva goes out in the comics as well. Yeah, and I wasn't gonna say, but like I, I usually when someone dies, I kind of look up to see like the connection between the comics, and yeah, that's that's how she she went in the comics, and um, but you know, it is nice to take care of that CG budget. But honestly, they've been doing a lot of stuff in these episodes that is impacting cg uh, or impacting budget in a way that they haven't done before so you know gotta give kudos where kudos is due amc's open in the pocketbooks for all that war anyways i think that's gonna do it for walking dead we'll definitely have more for you next week we are quickly approaching not only the holiday season but the mid-season finale i think we did the math there's two more episodes left uh before we break until february so we're gonna be covering those good times we do have some listener feedback from pete um hi guys blast from the past i spent a couple hours in sonona georgia with the family it was a little dreary and wet but i managed to snap a few pics of sonoa the town they use for woodbury nick and norman's restaurant and the walking dead store slash museum with memorabilia blah blah blah, blah. Uh, daryl's motorcycle i don't know why i went blah blah, blah. penny's cage etc 
Also got a few long-distance pics of Alexandria. It's roped off so you can't get too close. Keep up the podcasting. I'm catching up little by little, Pete. Now, I know this sounds like a visual email, and it is. Check out our Facebook page. I got Pete's permission to post a couple of photos from his star-studded tour. Uh, he even ha- he even snapped a lot of those photos. I don't know if you had a chance to look at them, Lou. Snapped most of the photos with a Zamp t-shirt in them. So That's if, awesome. Yeah, honestly, I was I was stoked to see that one in the wild that isn't in my closet. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. If you if you want a t-shirt, you can go to zombiesapodcast.com and we have a link to where you can buy those t-shirts and that sh- supports the show. So yeah, yeah what do you I'm, think? Uh, we have not sold a whole lot of them either, so uh, it's I'm for really the impressed. it's for the diehard fans, guys. Like if you, if you really want to show your Zamp pride, you can go buy a t-shirt. There's a reason why we stopped plugging them. <laughs> They're there for folks that want them and uh if there's other stuff people want, certainly let us know. Um but uh, what do you think? Would you would you want to go to on a sightseeing tour of a Walking Dead uh, 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 location shoot? What do you think? I would definitely be interested, in, and in all actuality, I do have family in Georgia, so it's not out of the realm of possibility for something for me to do. Mm, I I think that would be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. So next time you're in Georgia, you hit up O spots. Uh, before we leave. I did want to talk about one quick update for Extra Life. Extra Life happened. Um, as a total, the Gamers In team raised over $4,000. We had quite uh, quite the epic night on November 11th. Stayed up for 24 hours, played video games. But I know what you guys are interested in. You guys are interested in knowing how we did from the ZAMP point of view. We ended up raising $50, which means I'm going to commit to watching the first half of the first season of z nation um and because we've already talked about the first episode i will bump that up to watching to episode seven of z nation now lou ever the awesome person has volunteered to come along with me uh is that right yes i have volunteered that if he's gonna go up to episode seven i will rewatch up to episode seven with him and i uh, i think we're going to use this we may use this as a segment uh to fill in during uh the hiatus from walking dead mm-hmm. as the show we talk about and i think we can get bob not to watch but give us feedback on uh, <laughs> uh, uh whether or not this makes him want to watch the show or not yeah i'm i'm you know what as a jo- all jokes aside i'm looking forward to watching z nation i've always been looking for an excuse to to watch it and extra life has proven useful in the past to not only raise money for um sick kids uh, hospital out of Toronto, but also just to kind of bring more unique content to the show. I think our Resident Evil stuff, that was a lot of fun to do. So I'm looking forward to watching Z Nation. And if you want us to watch more Z Nation, certainly you can go to uh, zombiesatemypodcast.com slash extra life. Uh, you can donate right up until December 31st. So we have another month. Um, we'll mention it when we talk about Z Nation, but uh, you do have time to force me to watch more Z Nation. Uh, unfortunately, as far as I know, the prizes have been claimed by the two. Uh, I did promise I would cut off donations by the 17th of November. So if those two prizes are claimed, they are taken. But hey, you can still make me watch Z Nation, which honestly is the real prize uh, because we are going to have some fun. So I'll be reaching out to folks that donated and trying to get those prizes out to folks. And I will let you all know if we still have some up for grabs. But honestly, thank you so much to everybody who supported us over the years. 
uh, for Extra Life. I hope you look forward to our Z Nation coverage starting in the next few weeks. Yay. Oh, man. Lou, are you excited? Uh, I'm about as excited as you can be for this. Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> I don't know how else to, to, to end the show with that. We're going to watch Z Nation in a couple weeks. Uh, if you want to support the show further, you can go to patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. Uh, you can join some super fans there and, and support the show directly. Uh, if you want to find more information about the show, go to zombies ate my podcast.com. You can email us like Pete did info at zombies ate my podcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. You'll see the photos that Pete took on our social media feed. We'll get those up there before this episode's posted. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. Finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the epic Zamp artwork that you've been seeing for the last three, four years? Four years. You can go and check out his work at joelduggan.com. Lou, this has been Zombies in my podcast. Any final words for our lovely listeners? The tiger's dead. Oh. It's not great. 